Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Othello. Uh, I'm Colin Kelly. I directed this thing, and with me is, uh, well, soon-to-be director of this thing, uh, Landon Bell. Howdy, guys. So, um, so this is kind of fun. Um, since it's the first act, I kind of wanted to do everything by myself, which kind of was a mistake in hindsight, since I then proceeded to do everything by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, let me see, important things you might need to know, uh, lots of these effects are really, really filtery, and have interesting names like Spaceship Hovering, and Spaceship Magic Whoosh. Whoosh. Yeah. Whoosh never tell me. Uh, and here we go. This is the one and only Paul Bergman as Rodrigo. And Jason R. Willis is Iago, everybody. You can start clapping now. <laughs> Although I should say, we have an entire cast of people who are stealing the show this time. Kind of interesting. Uh, we're kind of like a troop, I guess, in some ways. People up here are getting stuff in different parts. With a bombast circumstance horribly stuffed with Um, I have to say, I, I have, I loved, um, when Paul, I can't remember whether he was an audition or not, but Paul submitted a similar sounding accent to Iago, and I'm like, ooh, that's, that's pretty nice, actually. And since they're countrymen, that's kind of how they turn into this. Uh, I should mention the music we have here. Uh, this is Propolisis. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, by Bell Elaine Pockins, who does all the music for this uh, production. And it's awesome. He has an awesome soundtrack collection. And, uh, I'm kind of glad I introduced it to Colin, because I was kind of surprised when he said, Oh yeah, we're using this for Othello. And I was like, what? Oh, you know, well, you... Know, you and on other grounds, it's very hard to find, uh... Hey, my girlfriend's alive. Uh, it's very hard to find music, um, from one artist that has a specific feel. Uh, usually you either have someone like Kevin McLeod, who everyone uses everywhere, uh... You know, or you've got a specific feel that you want, but you don't really have a singular artist who has that feel you have to go to like 20 different people getting a very unique soundtrack which is kind of what happened with uh, well much to do about nothing <laughs> so since I mean I've been trying to do a uh, space age Shakespeare since Macbeth uh, in fact if I could figure out a way to make a wood move in audio I would have done that um, as a spaceship or something but <laughs> I just find it interesting that we started off in the past and less uh, uh, much do about nothing was in the present and now we're in the future such honest knaves others there are who it gets even crazier when Twelfth Night comes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen your, your artist list. Spoilers. Yeah, this tells you how far ahead we're recording these, right? 
And such a one do I profess myself. You have to love. For sir, it is as sure as you are Rodrigo. Were I the more, I would not be Iago. In following him, I follow but myself. Villain. In my judge. Not I uh, Shakespeare, I, YouTube, he's, if he's not the greatest, he's definitely one of them. For when my um, and demonstrate the I, he definitely deserves more than to be remembered as the name of the parrot in Aladdin. Not long after, but I Even though, yeah, small Disney trivia, uh, the Iago from Aladdin is actually named after the Siago. So, what a full fortune does the thick lips owe if he can carry I don't know, I'm just babbling oh, right now. Help. Very <laughs> interesting. Make after him, poison his I actually didn't know that. Proclaim him in the streets. Incense I know kids. too much. What can I say? I would probably jump to the conclusion that Iago was Shakespeare's best villain. I've read okay, several plays now and none of the villains compare. <laughs> Well, I mean, Don John was excellent in Much Ado, but trying to compare Don John to Iago is like comparing apples to oranges. Right, Don. Uh, and I love how uh, Jason just starts disguising his voice for this. He's like, I don't think Iago wants to tell people that this is me, so I'm gonna sound a bit different now. And it worked out. <laughs> So this is Russell Gold as Barbantio. Yes, it is. And, yeah, he does a pretty great job here. <laughs> There's always that, uh, in Shakespeare, at least this is a pattern I've been noticing, there's this one character who's very, you know, it's not the, ma the major part of the play, but they set up everything that comes afterwards by their dialogue. Um, and this time, it's Barbantio. So, yay. <laughs> Oh, I love this delivery right here. <laughs> well, in Much Ado, it was Conrad, correct? No, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, it was the messenger, actually. Okay, yeah. Uh, before that, in uh, Macbeth, it's the sergeant. So. It's been a few months, people. <laughs> uh, it's been over six, yikes. So, sir, you are one of those that will not serve God if the devil bid you. Because we come to do you service, and you think we are ruffians, you'll have your daughter covered with a Barbary horse. You kind of love the, uh, the way Shakespeare is playing these jokes right here. <laughs> I am one, sir, that comes to tell you your daughter and the more are now making the, uh, beast with two backs. Uh, the delivery on that. You are a senator. <laughs> I love that. I know the Rodrigo. Sir, I will answer anything. But I beseech you, if it be your pleasure and wise consent, as partly I find it is, that your fair daughter at this odd and even dull wash of night, transported with no worse nor better guard than with a knave of common hire, a gondolier to the gross clasps of a lascivious moor. So we should probably mention this entire thing's taking on a... And this isn't a spaceship, but rather the uh, ship. No, this isn't a space station, sorry. Uh, rather the spaceship, uh, Venice. Which is funny, because there's a line where Barantia goes, What? You're, you're crazy. This is Venice. It's a spaceship. You don't really have villains going on on a spaceship. They're kind of stuck with you. 
So that's also why if you listen faintly, you should be able to still hear the engines from the beginning of the scene when we took a small tour through the engine room. Hey, Brabanti, I forgot to turn off the uh, intercom. <laughs> Ship's computer is answering him. That's why he's... <laughs> it's not turning on. ...to be produced as if I stay a shell against the moor. For I do know this state, however this may gall him with some chick, cannot with safety cast him. For he's embarked with such loud reason to the Cyprus wars, which even now stand in act that... For their souls, another of his fathom, they have none to lead their business. In which regard, though I do hate him as I do hell pains, <laughs> yet for necessity of present life, I must show out a flag and sign of love, which is indeed but sign. That you shall surely find him lead to the Sagittary to raise its search. And there will I be uh, with you. As we go on in this play, guys. Ihago has no clue why he's doing what he's doing, then he'll tell us. He'll tell us several reasons why, like, oh, I think this happened, or I think this happened, but there's never that one singular instance. Uh, as opposed to Don John, who's like, I just want to piss off my brother. <laughs> Which well works out, so. What said she to you? Get more tapers! Raise all my kindred! Are they married, think you? Truly, I think they are. How got she out? Oh, treason of the blood! Fathers, from hence, trust not your daughters' minds by what you see them act. Is there not charms by which the property of youth and maidhood be abused? Yeah, everyone in the spaceship heard you say that. <laughs> some such thing? Yes, sir, I have indeed. Oh, this is my kind of a. Uh... Would you have had hey, something big's going down on the Enterprise, I guess. You know where we may apprehend her and the more. I think I can discover him. If you please to get good guard and go with me. Ray, you lead on. At every house I'll call. I may command at most. <laughs> get weapons, ho! And raise some special officer tonight. On, good rider Eagle. I'll deserve your pains. <laughs> and now we're in our new scene. Though in the trade of war I have slain men... Yet do I hold it very stuff of the conscience to do no contrived murder. I lack iniquity sometimes to do me service. Nine or ten times I had thought I had the ribs. Iago talks to us a lot, folks. If I mean, you've know, hopefully listened to the episode, but eventually he'll give us a bunch of asides, uh, especially as we continue on in this play. And for at first when I, I was reading the scene, I thought, "Oh, this is another. This is one of his first decides." Then I realized, "Oh wait, no, he's talking to Othello." <laughs> he has quite a few in Act Two. Uh, four, I believe. Five, maybe. What restraint and grievance the law with a bunch. His might to enforce it on will give him cable. Let him do his bite. And there we have Vincent Morrison as Othello. The one and only. Which, when I <laughs> yes. know that boasting is an honor, I shall promulgate. 
I fetch my life and being from men of royal stature, I should say, we had so many good auditions uh, back during the casting of this. No and when we had Vincent audition, we were just like, whoa. I would not my <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, okay, okay, uh... I, th look, I think he needs to put away the can of badassery he just unleashed. Uh, and Dave Morgan as the one and only Michael Cassio. Something from Cyprus, as I may divine. It is a business of some heat. The galleys have sent a dozen secret messengers this very night at one another's heels, and many of the consuls raised and met are at the Duke's already. You have been hotly called for, when, being not at your lodging to be found, the Senate hath sent about three several guests to search you out. Tis well I am found by you. I will but spend a word here in the house and go with you. <laughs> so we're doing that thing where we don't talk enough. Uh, Landon, talk. Go, you're taking over this. Hey, I'm sorry, but these guys are just so good. <laughs> yeah, but they've heard them already. We should talk. Come, Captain. Would you go? Have with you. Here comes another troop to seek for you. It is Brabantio. General, be advised. He comes to bed intent. Hala. Stand there. Senor, it is the more. I know I've said this before, but Dave does such a good job of being the regular guy in all of Shakespeare plays. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what you need. And to be honest, and oh, I, sorry, I have to interrupt. She go, woo, yay, lightsabers. Those are fun to track down. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, going back though, uh, when it's what we've been saying though with Shakespeare, our entire intention is to make this as real as possible, which is why it's very much not. Oh, Lebot and blah blah. This is boring right here as I speak with this to keep the iambic pentameter and my British accent. Because that's boring, folks. Um, as I've said before. <laughs> So, what we do, I, I guess we mean it as a high compliment that Dave can take the the uh, language and be very much a normal down to earth guy with it. Oh, I absolutely mean that as a compliment. And the rest makes for some pretty fun line cleaning. Oh yeah. Plus, uh, I think Dave, this is the first. Uh, not this act, but next act. It's the first time I've actually gone, okay, I'm actually getting bloopers here. And it's Vincent um, and Dave are probably the two guys just saying just funny things in relation to the text. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I just I thought of one specific that... Uh, it will be in the... Oh, yes. <laughs> it will be in the uh, blue wheel. Yes, which is all your job, so... <laughs> Plus, well, you get bloopers when... Or, or ad-libs, I should say, when actors are getting into their parts and start thinking in the mindset of their characters. So, well, we... 
don't actually use uh, bloopers or uh, ad-libs in the, in the show. When we get them, it's kind of like, oh, hey, the guy's getting in really into character. <laughs> Alright, so we have Hannah Jane Hundell here as the Duke of Venice. And, uh, uh, the name is something like oh, uh, Katie Heating as uh, Gratiano and Jack Kalk? No, John Clark as Lodovico. <laughs> He's gonna have to get that name thing straight. A messenger from the galleys. <laughs> and our cyborg. So. Yes, Chris Morgan. He's like, I'm like, hey, does anybody want to be the cyborg? And he's like, cyborg, is that an extra role? Can I have an extra role? And I'm like, no, you're just the cyborg now. We consider the importance of Cyprus to the Turk and let ourselves again, but understand that as it more concerns the Turk than Rhodes, so may he with more. So I think this scene's a lot cooler if you view this as, uh, like the command deck of this ship. So I guess that makes, uh, uh, Hannah, Captain Janeway in this situation, and then everyone else is everyone else. Neglecting an attempted ease in game to wake and wade to danger profitless. Maybe we should have tried to make, uh, Jack, you know, shave his head and be Patrick Stewart. Here's more news. I mean, John Luke Picard, he's, there's a difference between the character and the actor, yes. Aye, so I thought. How many, as you guess? Of 30 sail. And now they do re-stem their backward course. David Alt, folks. Ah, uh, David Alt. I, I kind of have to feel bad for David Alt, because in Macbeth as well when he auditioned, and in this play, he's like the... He's a very good Shakespeare actor, folks. He's actually trained in this, and he's glorious at it. And... Both uh, times, though, um, it's been like, oh, we just have someone who's just a slightly bit better, so I'm sorry, David. We'll get you into a lead role one of these times. We'll try. There's a very good one coming up. Neither my place nor aught I heard of business hath raised me from my bed, nor doth the general care take hold on me. For my particular grief is of so floodgate and o'erbearing nature that it engluts and swallows other sorrows. All right, that was some good talking, Potter. Give me some more, Landon. <laughs> my daughter. Oh, my daughter. Dead? I to me. She's abused, stolen from me, and corrupted by spells and medicines bought of Montebanks. For nature so preposterously to err, being not deficient, blind, or lame of said son's witchcraft, could not. Where he be that in this foul proceeding hath thus beguiled your daughter of herself, and you of her, the bloody book of law you shall yourself read in the bitter letter after your own sense, yea, though our proper son stood in your action. Humbly I thank you for You know, I just realized this that's one of the uh, lines and Shakespeare has is even if it's you know my son or someone really important to me uh, the Duke says it in this act but in the next one Othello will say something similar my very noble and approved good masters true but I have taken away this old man's daughter it is most true true I have married her the very head and front of my offending hath this extent, no more. Oh, uh, this is one of these monologues that you can just with sit at attention and listen to. Peace. For since Sorry, what? I was listening to the monologue. <laughs> till now some nine moons I think it could go on for 30 minutes and it would uh, get tired. 
All that, you know, some of these actors, we've joked about handing them the phone book and they'll just be like, John W. Edwards, one, six, seven, three, eight, two. By your gracious patience. I will around Maybe we'll do that instead of the sonnets one day. Just try that. Speaking of lots of lines, uh, Vincent sent in his lines. Uh, I believe it was for Act 4 in six zip files. <laughs> so, yeah. You all should commend these actors for recording all of these lines. That's true. They're recording, like, Act 4 in particular. I'm like, guys, don't put this off. You each have 80 lines. <laughs> And some of them are half a page long. Yeah, you've got Jason. Jason probably has the most work cut out for him, but I, I definitely think our actors rise up to the challenge and really just knock the text out of the park. Without more wider and more overt test than these, they absolutely do. Poor likelihoods of modern seeming do prefer against her. But a fellow speak. Did you, by indirect and forced courses, subdue and poison this young maid's affections? Or came it by request, and such fair question as soul to soul affordeth? I do beseech you, send for the lady to the sagittary, and let her speak of me before her father. If you do find me foul and her You know, it's also, report, also really trust, interesting. Uh, the sagittary's of kind of like an in, not only take away, originally in Venice, but in this new connection, it's, you know, kind of like 3-4 would be the place where you'd have fun, like the commissionary. And so. until she come, as truly as to heaven, I do confess the vices of my blood. So justly to your grave ears, I'll present how I did thrive in this fair lady's love, and she in mine. Say it, Othello. Her father loved me, oft invited me, still questioned uh. me the story of my life. From year to year, the battles... I totally forgot what beautiful music is under here, but I loved I the music. Through, even from my childish <laughs> days, to the very moments that he bade me tell it. Wherein I spake it's a very driving soundtrack. Moving accidents by oh, yes. field of hairbreath scapes in the imminent And I think it, it definitely helps that it's the same artist, because a lot of the music does sound the same, or similar. Uh, almost all of Abraham's music has uh, very driving themes to it. Oh, yes. And, uh, of course, there'll be more of that closer to the end of this act, but... Ah, Iago's themes. And men Which I will be unable to pronounce because it's shoulders. just it's an interesting. That's what the name of the album is called. Yeah, it's Armenian. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Armenian. Hey, it works. Especially with that accent. It just sounds beautiful. And with a greedy devour of my discourse, which I observing took once a pliant hour, and found good means to draw from her a prayer of earnest heart that I would all my pilgrimage dilate. Whereof by parcels she had something heard, but not intentively. I did consent, and often did beguile her of her tears. When I did speak of some distressful stroke that might... And yeah, we're just having another moment where we sit and talk about nothing while we listen. <laughs> we're trying to work on this, folks. We, we really are. We're trying, we're trying. It's hard. It's it's all our actors' fault. Self-discipline only goes so far. <laughs> right, and it's, I mean, it's been a while since we've heard this. Yet she wished that heaven had made her such a man. She thanked me, 
and bade me if I had a friend that loved me, I should but teach him how to tell my story. And that would woo her. You know, you have to admit that this Upon entire this the wooing seen, of Desdemona is very romantic, past, don't you think? And I loved Definitely. Her, she did <laughs> this only is the witchcraft I have. Yes, I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, folks. Ah, <laughs> oh, yay! I think this tale would win my daughter too. Good Brabancho, take up this mangled matter at the best. Men do their broken weapons rather use than their bare hands. What she meant to say is, I believe this tale would have wooed me too. True. By bad blame, life of a man. Come here, the gentle mistress. Do you perceive in all this noble company where most you owe obedience? My noble father. Ah, uh, Karen Hammer, folks, is Desdemona. As far as I know, this is her first pendant role, so. Great to have you. My life and education both do learn me how to respect you. You are the lord of duty. I am headed to your daughter. But here's my spouse. And She's so really in between the rock and the hard place, isn't she? Yeah, pretty much. Preferring you before her father. So much I challenge that I may profess due to the more. My lord. God be with you. I am done. Please, your grace, on to the state affairs. I had rather to adopt a child than get it. Come hither, more. I hear you. Barbantius, Barbantius, so unsympathetic too. <laughs> Poor guy. For your sake, Jewel. Oh, he's he's kind of mad. So yeah. Yeah. For thy escape would teach me tyranny to hang clods on them. I have done, my lord. Let me speak like yourself, and lay a sentence which. As a grease or step may help these lovers into your favor. When remedies are past, the griefs are ended by seeing the worst, which late on hopes depended. To mourn a mischief that is past and gone is the next way to draw new mischief on. I love the musical shift there. <laughs> well, you know, you try to shift the uh, music with what's going on in the scene. The wrong so, right. Steals something from the thief. <laughs> He robs himself that spends a bootless grief. So let the Turk of Cyprus <laughs> us beguile. We lose it not so long as we can smile. He bears the sentence well that nothing bears but the free comfort which from thence he hears. But he bears both the sentence and the sorrow that to pay grief must have poor patience borrow. These sentences to sugar or to gall being strong on both sides are equivocal. The words are words. I never yet did hear that the bruised heart was pierced through the ear. I humbly beseech you, proceed to the affairs of state. The Turk with a you know, and I have to love this entire war with the uh, Turkish fleet. Is a def is a great backdrop for everything that goes on here. And though we have there a substitute of most allowed sufficiency, well, if it only lasted a little bit longer. <laughs> True. a more safer voice on you. Yeah, for those who. Don't know the play. In Act Two, uh, a messenger comes in and he's just like, "Oh, the war's over." Most grave senators have made the flinty and steel. Darn! I guess those epic space battles have to happen in between Act One and Act Two. Whatever shall we do? And do undertake these present wars against the Ottomites. Most humbly, therefore, bending to your state, I crave fit disposition for my wife. Do reference of place and exhibition 
with such accommodation and be sought as levels with a breeding. If you please, be it at her father's. I'll not have it so. Nor I. Nor I. I would not there reside to put my father in impatient thoughts by being his eye. Most gracious Duke. <laughs> well, at least they can all come to a general consensus. <laughs> and let me find a charter in your voice to assist my simpleness. What would you, Desdemona? That I did love the more to live with him. My downright violence and storm of fortunes may trumpet to the world. My heart subdued even to the very quality of my love. I saw Othello's visage in his mind. And to his honor and his valiant parts did I my soul and fortunes consecrate. And we're listening to the actors. Gosh darn it, folks. Why are you doing this? A moth of peace. And he go to the war. I guess it should be noted, Shakespeare does something pretty amazing by making both Othello and Desdemona very humble characters in the first act. And uh, it kind of contrasts their changes closer to the end, too. Yeah. Well, this is, what are we talking about? This is a happy, happy uh, ending, right? Oh, exactly. And heaven defends your good souls that you think God yeah. will Yeah, if you guys don't know how this ends, take some more Wikipedia. Wikipedia. is your friend. And all in thine and base adversities make head against my estimation. Be it as you shall privately determine. I, I have to love the passion Vincent go. brings to Othello, because that's the one major thing about his character, is he's tonight. passionate. At nine in the morning, here we'll meet again. Othello, leave some officer behind, and he shall our commission bring to you, with such things else of quality and respect as doth import you. So please, your grace, my ancient, a man he is of honest and trust. To his conveyance I sign my wife, with what else needful your good grace shall think to be sent after me. Well, that's going to be in well, Good right, folks? Adieu, brave <laughs> Look to her more if thou hast eyes to see. So I should mention, originally in this scene, uh, the Duke is with two senators. And, well, that's nice. You know, we get two people who show up and you never see him again. And, well, that's, you know, loads of fun. And, bring and then later on, we have two important people from Venice, Graziano and Lodovico. So I'm like, oh, I know what we can do. We can introduce them in the first act. So, and then we did this. We must obey the time. Yeah. Well, and it helps, it helps keep everything familiar, too. Oh, yeah, so then you're like, oh, I know these people. Especially when this play is so long. What will I do, thinkest thou? Why, uh... Go to bed and sleep. I will incontinently drown myself. If thou dost, I shall so, never love thee. This is originally still part of the what third scene. However, it was so much easier to mix this as a fourth scene. And then have we a prescription to die when death is our physician? Oh, villainous. I have looked upon the world for four times seven years. Uh. And since I could distinguish betwixt a benefit and an injury... You know, Iago's not that old. He's 28. Ere I would say, I would drown myself for the love of a guinea hen. I would change my humanity for a baboon. What should I do? I confess it is my shame to be so fond, but it is not in my virtue to amend it. Virtue? So if people have no idea what he was just talking about, um, guinea hens and baboons are pretty ugly, so... 
What? Uh, the what? They're ugly? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually uh, live on a farm and we have three guineas, so... They have pretty feathers, but really ugly heads. You don't have any baboons, do you? I don't think that's a good idea if you do. <laughs> it might come in handy when mixing, but yeah, other than that... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> of our lives have not one scale of reason to poise another of sensuality. The blood and baseness of our natures would conduct us to most preposterous conclusions. But we have reason to cool our raging motions, our, our carnal stings, our unbeaten lusts. What if I take this that you call love? You have to love. When Iago manipulates Rodrigo, he gives him a bit of truth. And then, you know, the rest is all different or fabricated from there. Well, he's honest Iago. <laughs> True. He has everybody thinking he's this really honest person. Yeah. Put money in thy purse. Follow down the wars, defeat thy faith. Although Rodrigo is pretty delusional in his own right. <laughs> True. I mean, pretty much their, I guess, voyage on the spaceship has consisted of him chasing after Desdemona, so. Put money in thy purse. Nor he his to her. It was a violent commencement. And thou shalt see. Maybe it was a five year mission, so. That would explain it. Put but money in thy purse. These moors are changeable in their wills. Fill thy purse with money. Ah, and then it comes in subtly. As locusts shall be to him shortly as bitter as Colin Kintida. She must change for youth. When she is sated with his body, she will find the error of her choice. She must have change. She must. Therefore, put money in thy purse. If thou wilt needs damn thyself, do it a more delicate way than drowning, huh? Make all the money thou canst. If sanctum And it is pretty amazing how Iago shifts from scene to scene. Like in this scene he's being very, very racist. And in the next scene he won't be, and vice versa. <laughs> no, he's very fluid, I guess. A box of drowning thyself. Seek thou rather Oh, that's right. Next act, we get to hear Jason sing. It's awesome. Oh, true. They'll be fast to my hopes if I depend on this issue. This play actually has uh, several bits of singing in it. It does. The the fun singings. Next, later on, we'll also have uh, Desdemona has a lovely little bit piece. She sings. If thou canst cuckold him, thou dost thyself a pleasure, me a sport. There are many events in the womb of time which will be delivered. So this but song piece is from... Okay, this is where I butcher everything. Eligu Savarsus. I will be with thee betimes. Go to go. Farewell. Um, it's called A... Egyok Moga? I cannot pronounce this thing. I apologize profusely to Elaine if I've completely butchered it, which I know I just did. <laughs> Must I ever make my fool my purse? 
for I mine own gained knowledge should profane uh, in our first here's what I'm up to folks <laughs> for my sport and profit I hate me more and it is thought abroad that twixt my well at least you were honest <laughs> Alright guys, reason number one, Iago might but be doing this. Suspicion in that kind will do as if for surety. It holds me well. The better shall be purpose. You know, maybe he's just bipolar. No. <laughs> no. No. OCD maybe, but no. He is way too manipulative to be bipolar. Well, he's more, he's got an obsession going on with the Othello, so. Right. After some time, to abuse Othello's ear, that he is too familiar with his wife. He hit a, a person and a smooth dispose to be suspected, framed to make women false. The more is of a, a free and open nature that thinks men honest it but seem to be so, and will be tenderly led by the nose as asses are. I have <laughs> It is engendered. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> Hell night must bring this monstrous birth to the world's light. Yeah, that's one of those moments where an actor does so well with their line, you can actually see their facial expressions in your mind. <laughs> that, I, I remember back with also Jason first audition um, for a seminar. Othello. Act one. And we're just going to talk over the Brian's the credits, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you haven't checked out uh, No Place Like Home, it's episode 43 of Seminar, I believe, or 42, one of them. Um, and I just remember when Jason auditioned, you could hear the smile in his voice. And that's just something that I'm glad he's... David I'm glad to have Montana. him still around because he can, and when an actor portrays that kind of emotion, you can really Written latch into William what they're saying. So. For audio by Colin Kelly and Catherine Absolutely, and it definitely and helps with Shakespeare because, you know, oh, yeah. there are times when the monologues get long-winded. <laughs> yeah. You should check out that music, folks. It's pretty awesome. Yes, go check it out. Produced by Pendant Productions. If you want quick links, it's aland.bandcamp.com. For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. All right. Thanks. I almost butchered that. All right. Bye, guys. Adios.